In this episode of Tim Talk, Tim starts a new series of discussions about cultural considerations in providing health care to Native Americans. Thank you for joining us for Tim Talk. I'm Tim Dentry, President and CEO of Northern Light Health. Through this podcast, we hope to break down barriers, embrace diversity, and focus on issues of racial, social, and medical justice. Our guest today is Pam Hand, a Northern Light Health employee in Information Systems Infrastructure Administration and Billing. And for today's discussion, very importantly, she is Yanktonai, Dakota, and a tribal member of Crow Creek Reservation, South Dakota, which is part of the Osheti Shakawin, which is the Council of Seven Fires, generally referred to as the Sioux Nation. Pam, it's a distinct pleasure that I have right now to have you on our show. Thank you for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. When you and I had a, a little huddle for this recording, you shared so much again with me on your wonderful background here in Maine and with Northern Light and prior to that, of course, Eastern Maine Healthcare Systems over the last 23 years and so much time also, 17, I think, years uh, with the MMC. And so just share a bit about that. And also, I love to speak in stories I think it drives home really good uh, points of, of character and what people are all about. And so you shared with me two stories. Martin Luther King Day is one, and that was at the Orono campus of University of Maine, if I'm not mistaken. And number two, fairy dust. To you, Pam. Thank you, Tim. Well, I've had the pleasure of working for Northern Light Health for 23 years. 17 of those years were spent at the EMMC campus. So it's been a very rewarding experience because I've learned so much from leaders and staff throughout the years. But I'll share with you an amazing story about diversity. Many years ago, I was invited along with two of my colleagues to attend the Martin Luther King celebration at the University of Maine. My two colleagues are Haitian, when we arrived at the table with the big EMHS sign, I made a joke stating that we weren't very diverse if all we had representing the entire organization were two Haitians and one American Indian. Well, everyone chuckled and it was all in, in good fun, of course, but we've come a long way in diversity since then. The fairy dust story is a story that's very near and dear to my heart. I was asked by executive leadership via email to play the Brahms lullaby over the paging system at EMMC whenever we had a birth. I replied saying that I felt the Brahms lullaby was inappropriate. I stated that if I was a Jewish woman, I would, would want to hear a Yiddish lullaby. And in my own personal case, I would want to hear Tate Topa which is the Four Directions song to the Great Spirit. I felt that if we were going to announce and celebrate bringing a new life into this world, we needed to find something that would not offend anyone and would be accepted across all cultures. I finally found a Scottish percussionist. Her name is Evelyn Glennie, who is deaf, by the way. And I extracted a sound clip from one of her pieces called Fairy Dust. 
when we contacted her, she was so thrilled that her attorneys gave us exclusive rights to using it, only charging us a small one-time copyright fee. So now when you walk down the hallways in EMMC and hear the twinkling bells, you'll know the story behind it. That's fabulous, you know, and just a, a couple of thoughts. Uh, one is, I love how you said we've come a long way in diversity. And that's one of the great things, great outcomes for me personally through these podcasts is I've, I've gotten to know it. A lot of the people that I work with or associate with um, outside of Northern Light even, you know, on, on such a deeper level. And I just think it, it is um, reinforcing all the time of our wonderful diversity and the wonderful nature of people that we can get to know, which enriches our own lives. And that just as you've enriched my life already, Pam, you've touched me already. I love how you said we've come a long way in diversity. And, and it really leads to my second point, too, of the cultural sensitivity that you expressed with you know, that song that would be played overhead, you know, when, when I spent a lot of time at Eastern Maine Medical Center and I would hear that, I didn't even realize it was called fairy dust at the time. That's so interesting that it's of a Scottish origin from a, a Scotswoman who, who created that, who composed that. But what I love is it's a positive outcome. So in both of those cases, it's a coming a long way in diversity and a cultural sensitivity that led to a positive outcome. How many hundreds of families and how many hundreds of times, thousands of times, have our East Ray Medical Center employees heard that played overhead and no matter the stressors of the day, feel uplifted and ah, a new life has come into the world. And in both of those cases, I think it's part of the, the challenge that we have in, in society these days is that how do you take what could potentially be a divisive issue or, str or a stress additive issue or some way in which we're less of one and create more of one. And so that's wonderful the way that you frame that up. Uh, Pam, and you, you gave those examples. That's terrific. Now I'd like to lead to really the next thing I'd like to understand from you and our listeners can learn from you. And that is that you have shared that spirituality plays a significant role in Native American medicine. By the way, some of the material that I understand you helped to author that folks gave to me to read ahead of time was Terrific. I think what my, my initial response to you when you and I were talking was that, you know, these are the kinds of spiritual recognitions or spiritual elements that my, my daughters who, you know, have been in healthcare, delivering babies, et cetera, and other healthcare challenges and needs, thank goodness, not too severe or seriously, but we're not Native American, but it's the same kind of spiritual sensitivity that they would say to me as well, which I just think is really interesting. So to get to my question, what would you say are the most important takeaways and sensitivities that people who are non-Native should know about this. Okay, Tim, and starting off, I think it's important to explain a little bit about the concept of Native American spirituality. 
In many Native American languages, there is no word for religion because spiritual practices are a part of everyday life, part of our daily life. They are necessary for the harmony and balance or wellness of the individual, the family, the clan, and the community. Healing and worship are considered one in the same. Although spirituality has played an essential part of healing for most of mankind, modern medicine has embraced a Western view of the human body, where wellness is more of an engineering problem and the body is the sum of discrete parts rather than a complex whole. This might be accepted as the norm today, but it's in complete contrast to the Native American tradition where the spirit is connected to healing. Neither approach is wholly sufficient in modern times, and many Native American groups have adopted their healing beliefs and practices to work in tandem with modern medicine and technology through integration. But we've also still embraced the traditional methods as a form of cultural autonomy. I guess to explain it a little better, modern medicine is mechanistic and individualistic, and traditional Native American ideas of health and illness are steeped in spirituality. Although healing practices may vary based on each tribal nation, we all have four constructs of spirituality that are a common thread to most most of our cultural belief systems. And that is the creator, the mother earth, the father sky, or the great spirit, among other names. And that refers to the universal spiritual force. And that is what is looked to for guidance by individuals and the community itself among tribal nations and native communities. It's a belief that in a life force that pervades all creation. And it also helps explain Native Americans' intimate connection with nature, which is very important to us. Since all of creation from plants to rocks to lightning has spiritual energy, everything is intimately connected and worthy of respect. The other constructs are the community, which includes the family and the tribe, the environment and nature and the self. Spirituality is not just a part of life, but it is life. The mind, body and spirit are interconnected just as the spiritual world interacts with the physical world. Most Native American healers stress that harmony will restore balance in all areas of a patient's life, the physical, the spiritual, the mental. So in other words, wellness is harmony in mind, body, and spirit. Unwellness is disharmony in mind, body, and spirit. So to sum up this terminology of Native Americans, spirituality basically means walking the path of good medicine, living a good way of life. In my tribe, we call it Kanta Duta, walking the red road in harmony and balance. 
because it's through the harmonious interaction of the mind, body, and spirit in the natural environment, we consider this all our relations, which are all living beings within the entire circle of life. And that's beautiful, beautifully described. And, you know, I hope our, our, our listeners really, you know, listen deeply, even re-listen to what you just said, because I think it's fabulous words for all of us to keep in mind. I think it gives us, it would give us greater sensitivity as caregivers to those that we serve, knowing that they, as you say, they, they live spirituality. Spirituality is life. And I think also everyone in healthcare understands mind, body, spirit, that all three are, are interconnected and to be you know, in healthcare, you have to have uh, an appreciation for all three of those, mind, body, and spirit. I love how you use the words, it's about harmony and balance. And what I like to, to think is, it's also about, you know, how, however one has that balance within them, mind, body, and spirit, and however people either practice or believe what have you in spirituality, to me, I, I always look for universal truths. And, you know, I believe that being part of a higher purpose or understanding that there's a higher cause that we strive for and there's a higher power beyond ourselves, to me, it's, it's empowering. It's very empowering. You know, it's oneness, which I've shared so many times because you know, that's what got us on this path of these, of these podcasts and our, our quest for great diversity, equity, and inclusion for Northern Light Health certainly is not to, to change society, but it is to make sure that within our Northern Light Health family that we are an organization, a, a large family which really lives a culture of caring for one another. And oneness is one thing I've talked about before that one of our, our lead physicians planted in my mind several years ago that you know, our, our ultimate goal is to strive to be a system. Our ultimate goal is to strive to be one and creating oneness among many, among many diverse backgrounds, diverse sense of you know, where our, our heritage has, has brought us all together in this moment in time, to me is just a thing of beauty. It really is. And you've helped us to, to understand that, Pam. I really, really appreciate that. Well, thank you, Tim. So, you know, we have a couple more minutes. I'm just wondering if you'd like to expand a bit on the classes that you've offered to providers, specifically at Easter Bay Medical Center, about providing health care to Native American patients. Can you just uh, let, let our listeners know a bit more about that work and what's entailed, but more importantly, what you learned from those that you were teaching? Oh, thank you. It will be a pleasure to do that. Well, First of all, Native Americans frequently combine traditional healing practices with Western medicine to promote health and well-being. Native people hold a holistic perspective on health based on the balance of interrelationships of mind, body, spirit, and environment, as we previously discussed. We also use ceremony 
native herbal remedies and allopathic medications, which are used side by side. And spiritual treatments are thus an important part of health promotion and healing in Native American culture. Yet the role of spirituality in healthcare, health promotion and wellness, I found that for some providers, it was a little uncomfortable, you know, providers of Western medicine. Over the years, I have been honored to assist providers with many questions about Native Americans being treated. They've called me on the phone, asked me to come to meetings, and it's been an honor to assist them in their questions. One thing that's important to realize is that Native Americans will often rate their traditional healers advice more highly than the advice of the physicians. And that can lead to confusion for the provider when it comes to treating the, treating the patient. Because of this, I wanted to provide classes and give a blueprint to providers on providing health care to Native American patients. So I covered several different topics, Native American spirituality, traditional practices, along with the importance of smudging, which for many Native Americans is a daily practice, and it becomes um, an issue with hospitalization. The role of tribal leaders, I covered medical and nursing care, childbirth, which is an important part of the lessons that I give due to the fact that I've received many phone calls about Native American women keeping the placenta. So covering that has been, I think, valuable for the nurses and the providers up in the labor and delivery areas. I cover nutrition and I cover the care of the elders who we call wisdom keepers, and I cover palliative care. So in, in our culture, we have a saying, and in my language, it is medakiosi, which means we are all related. That means literally, it means we are all relatives. All things live in relationship to one another. So living in harmony with the earth and our environment has meaning and purpose, not only for us, but for the whole, the earth, its peoples, and all that is. So I think understanding this is significant for both the Native American patient and the provider assisting with the path to healing. Thank you, Pam. That is, that's wonderful. Wisdom keepers. I really enjoy that. You're, uh, I'm not sure if I can refer to you as a wisdom keeper because you're younger than me. Can I, are you a wisdom um, keeper? I am considered to go. be an elder among the tribes. So yes, I've reached that point where I am a wisdom keeper. All right. Well, it shows and I really appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you and what you've shared with us today. Thank you so much, Pam, for being my honored guest and, and for, um, I just feel very privileged to have done this with you. Thank you, Tim. It was a pleasure. And thank you to you, our podcast listeners. So until next time, saying thanks one more time to Pam Hand. I'm Tim Dentry, encouraging you to listen and act to promote our culture of caring, 
diversity, and inclusion. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tim Talk. In our next episode, we begin to discuss the MOCWI program, a culturally informed initiative to address opioid use disorder in Maine's Native American communities.